Exodus chapter 10, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs in the midst of them. God is making Pharaoh's heart harder. He's using Pharaoh to show his great wonders in the earth. And God has every right to do that because Pharaoh's heart was already hard and so were the hearts of his servants. 2. And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's sons what I have wrought upon Egypt and my signs which I have done among them, that ye may know that I am the Lord. This is not only to be assigned to the Egyptians and the whole world, but it's also to be assigned to the Hebrews as well, that they will remember forever. 3. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. Part of humbling ourselves is admitting that we're wrong. And that's why a lot of people won't believe in God because If you believe in God, you have to also believe that you're a sinner and that you've been wrong. And a lot of people are too prideful to admit that they've made mistakes and that they've sinned. For Else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring locusts into thy border. 5. And they shall cover the face of the earth, that one shall not be able to see the earth, and they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hill, and shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. The wheat is going to get destroyed, and everything else that you have that's left. Because already the herbs were destroyed, the trees were broken, and the barley... God says, now those broken trees are going to get eaten, and all your wheat is going to get eaten, and anything else that you have that you could eat. This is plague number seven, and it assaults the god Seth, who is in charge of the dust. The dust is going to become locust. And there is a plague of locusts in the book of Revelation, and it's in Revelation chapter 9 verses 3 through 10. And the locust in Revelation is very, very scary. It's not like bugs. It's a lot worse than bugs. The locust in Revelation will torment people and it will sting people and they'll have much pain. They'll be in so much pain that they'll wish that they were dead. Normal locust just eats everything that's growing, but it doesn't attack people directly. But the locust in Revelation, instead of eating green growing plants, it will sting people. And it will look really scary with big teeth and everything. This whole story, which actually did happen in Egypt, is a foreshadowing of the end times. 6. And thy houses shall be filled in the houses of all thy servants and the houses of all the Egyptians, as neither thy fathers nor thy father's fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth unto this day. And he turned and went out from Pharaoh. So he's told them that your whole house will be full of locusts, that there will be so much locusts on the land that you won't be able to see the dirt or the trees or anything. 7. And Pharaoh's servants said unto him, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? Now the courtiers are telling Pharaoh, they're begging him, You need to let this end. Egypt is already destroyed. And this is noted in the ancient Egyptian records around the time when the people of Avarice left. They said that the people of Avarice had destroyed the land. It was really God who destroyed the land, but they blamed it on the people, which were the Hebrews. Egypt did get destroyed, and it had to rebuild itself after the Hebrews left. It's still mentioned in the Bible later on, so it did rebuild itself. Even the Bible confirms that. But at this point, Egypt is totally destroyed, and they haven't even finished all the plagues yet. 
8. And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go, serve the Lord your God, but who are they that shall go? So now Pharaoh's trying to negotiate again. You can't negotiate with God. When he tells you to do something, you just do it, he says. 9. And Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds. We will go, for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. 10. And he said unto them, So be the Lord with you, as I will let you go and your little ones. See ye, the evil is before your face. So Pharaoh is saying, if you take everybody, including the young babies and the old, then you are intending evil. So I'm only going to let you take the men, and that's it. You're not going to take the whole family. 11. Not so. Go now, ye that are men, and serve the Lord, for that is what ye desire. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. So Pharaoh is saying, only the men can go serve God, and then he just kicks them out of the palace. And he doesn't let them even answer. So he thinks he's negotiating, but he's putting an ultimatum against God, and God will not honor that. 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come up upon the land of Egypt, and eat every herb of the land, even all that the hell had left. 13. And Moses stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all the night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. These locusts came from a long distance, and they came from the east. 24 hours, basically, for all the locusts to arrive. So it was a 24-hour east wind, and finally it brought them. 14. And the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested in all the borders of Egypt. Very grievous were they. Before them there were no such locusts as they, neither after them shall be such. But this is normal locusts, so the world has never seen this kind of locust since this time in Egypt. Although there have been locust plagues many times, it's never been this bad as it was in Egypt. However, the locust that's coming in Revelation is going to be totally different. 15. For they covered the face of the whole earth, so that the land was darkened, and they did eat every herb of the land, and all the fruit of the trees, which the hell had left. And there remained not any green thing, either tree or herb of the field, through all the land of Egypt. Everything that was green is gone. But when it said the whole earth, it meant the whole land, the whole ground in Egypt, because it wasn't the whole earth. These plagues are only in Egypt. They're nowhere else. But it means the whole earth that's in Egypt, or the whole land. 16. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste, and he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. He's eaten locusts, and so now he's begging for mercy again. 17. Now therefore forgive, I pray thee, my sin only this once, and entreat the Lord your God, that he may take away from me this death only. He considers all this locust as bad as death, which I'm sure it was. He was probably covered in locusts as he spoke to them. 18. And he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. 19. And the Lord turned an exceeding strong west wind, which took up the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. There remained not one locust in all the border of Egypt. The Red Sea is east of Egypt. The west wind would make all the locusts go into the sea. Not one was left, so that's pretty awesome. Not only does that show the compassion of God, but it also shows the power of God. He took every single locust out. God is so compassionate that he stops the plague every time, even though God knows that Pharaoh is a liar and that he isn't really repentant. He just wants things to stop. And he knows that if he mouths the words, forgive me, that things will stop. Have you ever been that way with God where you just mouthed words 
with God and he did in his compassion stop the plague from your life, but then you went straight back to your sin. We don't want to be like that because eventually it gets so bad that God really lets us suffer. 20. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not let the children of Israel go. 21. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. This plague assaults the god Ra, R-A. The god of Ra is the god of the sun. So now they're not going to have any sunlight. They're going to have solid darkness. And this darkness is going to be so thick that it will cause them emotional torment. This is like darker than it would be if you were inside a closet at nighttime without any source of light. It's going to be really scary darkness. When it's normally dark at night, you can still see a little bit. And after a while, your eyes adjust. But this is going to be a darkness that your eyes don't adjust to. 22. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. Now there is darkness also in the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 16 verse 10, God will bring darkness to the earth during the the great tribulation. They will gnaw their tongues for pain, and it will be such a thick darkness, it will make people feel mental torment. And people won't be able to leave their houses because you can't see anything. You can't see your hand in front of your face. I bet people won't be able to take showers. I bet they'll be afraid to go to the bathroom because of the great darkness. 23. And they saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. So it's so dark that the Egyptians don't even want to get out of bed. That's how terrifying this darkness is. Yet the Hebrews all have light inside their homes. This is a beautiful picture of Jesus Christ because he is the light. God said, let there be light. And the light all comes from God. And the Bible says God is light. And Jesus said that he is light. And Jesus in us is light. When we live for the Lord, his light in us shines out. All the Hebrews had light in their home. And it was just the light of Jesus Christ because it wasn't light from a lamp. And you know, lamps existed back then, but God put their lamps out and he put their sun out and he put their day out. He put everything out so that the Egyptians had solid black, but the Hebrews still had light. Can you imagine not seeing your family members for three days because it's so dark that you can't see anybody? That's incredible. 24. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. Now Pharaoh has a new compromise. See how he's come up with three or four totally different compromises. The last time he said, Only the men can leave. Now he says, The men and the children can leave, but the cattle can't leave. So it's so ridiculous how he keeps compromising knowing that God won't tolerate a compromise. God is all or nothing because God is holy, pure, righteous, and just. And so you just don't compromise with God, but Pharaoh keeps trying because he's full of pride. Pharaoh, he believes that he is God because Pharaoh is a God in Egypt himself. He is one of the gods. He doesn't want to lose any power as a God. And so he keeps trying to compromise with the Hebrew God, thinking if we can at least come to a compromise, then I'm still a God, then we're equals. But the God of Abraham... Isaac and Jacob won't be an equal with Pharaoh. And that's why he never agrees to any compromise because he's like, nope, you're not going to be able to tell your people that we're equals. I'm God. You're nothing. 
25, And Moses said, Thou must also give into our hand sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. So Moses is saying, We have to take our cattle because we have to sacrifice. We can't go without cattle. 26, Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not be a hoof left behind. For therefore must we take to serve the Lord our God. And we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. 27, But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. So again, now the Lord is making Pharaoh's heart extra hard, but his heart was always hard. 28, And Pharaoh said unto him, Get thee from me, take heed to thyself, see my face no more, for in the day thou seest my face, thou shalt die. Now Pharaoh has brought a curse upon himself by saying this, because he has said, I'm done with you. Since we can't make a deal, you're not leaving at all. Don't ever come to me again or else you'll die, meaning that I'll kill you. Those words are going to turn against Pharaoh. His family members are going to die because of what he said to Moses. Don't ever curse somebody because when you curse another person, God curses you. Pharaoh has done the unspeakable. He's cursed another person, especially since he cursed a servant of the Lord. 29. And Moses said, Thou hast spoken well. I will see thy face again no more. Now Moses agrees with him. You're right. I'm never coming back here. Because God won't allow you any more chances to repent. The next plague is coming. That is where we end in Exodus chapter 10.